This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be talking to adult industry writer Ralph Greco. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website at adultsitebroker.com. We've added some enhancements to the site, such as FAQs and a complete new platform. The look and feel of the new site are nice and up-to-date. The new site also has links to our marketplace and affiliate program. Plus, don't forget ASB Marketplace, the first platform where you can buy and sell adult sites and domains for free. ASB Marketplace allows buyers and sellers the chance to come together on properties that are valued below our company's minimum of $50,000. Don't pay for other marketplaces when ASB Marketplace gives you this service for free. Visit ASBMarketplace.com and sign up as a seller or as a buyer today. And of course, there's ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage where you can earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to introduce for sale a transgender tube site with over 120,000 unique visitors daily. The site is a custom-built tube. Videos are encoded at a very high quality. There are four grades of video. It will auto-adapt to the best quality based on the user's connection. Premium quality and downloads are only available to members who have a paid account. The site script can take a lot of traffic with the current server only being at 5-10% to 10% load. The site consists of user-uploaded content. There are over 30,000 videos, and retention rate is 85%, only $274,000. Next Monday on the Hanky Panky Podcast, Coral and Jewel will interview Eric Monty, an adult industry actor from the golden era who went from a social studies teacher to a porn performer. You can find the Hanky Panky Podcast at hankypankypodcast.com and wherever fine podcasts can be heard. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is adult industry writer Ralph Greco for his second appearance on our podcast. Ralph, thanks for being with us again today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thanks for having me again. It's wonderful to be here. It is great to have you again. Now, Ralph Greco Jr. is a professional writer of blogs, columns, reviews, interviews, fiction, poetry, songs, SEO copy, I'm going to run out of breath here. And one act plays for both mainstream and adult clients. Ralph's short fiction, poetry, and essays have been published in eight countries in major market magazines and small press, in various anthologies and single author short story collections. Ralph's one act plays have been published in a complete collection as well as produced across the U.S. His self penned, self produced, salacious songs and dirty words theater show, love that name, has been performed off Broadway in New York City. In fact, it was so off Broadway, the theater 
theaters were almost in Jersey. Uh, Ralph was also an ASCAP licensed songwriter and recording artist, and with fellow writer M. Christian, teaches classes across the U.S. at kink conventions. Uh, conventions, uh, not convection ovens. Now, Ralph's new music site can be found at ralphgrecomusic.com, and his podcast is titled Licking Non-Vanilla. Now, Ralph, I'm sure during the quarantine, people just assume your clients would be needing more content and copy than they ever had before. Uh, have you found that to be the case? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, both types of clients, mainstream and adult, seem to uh, it, it seems to be split. You know, some people mm-hmm. certainly wanted to up their uh, their content, and they mm-hmm. came out of the wood to do so mm-hmm. and that's on both sides of the of the coin but sure. um and, and and others others not a lot some a lot of people uh cer- certainly initially i would say in the first six months or so circled the wagons yeah uh so to speak and said you know we don't we don't even know what's going to be happening here so we we're not sure, sure. so i found maybe it's loosening up a little bit now but um i found b- both things happening you know soliciting some new clients that were jumping on board immediately and the others that said no i have to take a take a step back because we don't really know what's going to happen wow okay yeah yeah now when it when it comes to your fiction writing are you incorporating the pandemic into it or just pretty much ignoring it you know i, I it's a that's a tough one that's I, i'm having a hard time there's a, a series or a couple of science fiction pieces that i've been writing and, I, and i've been trying to and they take place either now or in the near future. And mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time with how to incorporate that if I want to incorporate it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in some instances, I mean, some essays that I'm writing these days, um, if if they if they have a little bit of a political bent to them or or, mm-hmm. or a cultural bent, what they usually do, right. or the blogs, it's it's impossible to ignore what's happening right now in those instances. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about the pandemic queering uh the fiction at this point I, i'd rather ignore it um mm-hmm. because it's a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't we all <laughs> yeah right, right there's a lot of pieces that that I, that I have that i'm not finished with yet right and it just doesn't fit in there so right. i'm gonna be I, I don't know it's just so it's so you can't like you just said you can't ignore it but at the same time i, I like to feel that i could i could create worlds that not even world you know not even worlds other than this our own but worlds where where it's kind of a hyper reality where maybe certain things just don't don't exist at the moment. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, sometimes uh, sometimes fiction is is a lot nicer than reality. That's yeah, for sure. Certainly, certainly, certainly. Now, yeah. are there any trends in content that you see people needing and wanting more of recently because of the pandemic? Uh, that's a good question. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anything's actually changed. Other than we, you know, we, before we even you and I have talked about this off the air and and on the air, of course, too, that the that there there's a, a niche quality to what we do in the in the adult world. You know, um, there's 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 more ma- there's certainly more vanilla mainstream stuff and then very niche stuff. Mm-hmm. If if I think if I if I see anything that's been coming across recently, um, and this may or may not be because people are have more time to sit down and really concentrate on what they what they want, what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe go, go deeper into the rabbit hole of that kind of th- thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it seems in just in my little corner of the world that 
niche content seems to be on the rise a little bit hmm. uh, more than uh, than just regular, you know, good old vanilla. Okay. Um, so I would say, but then again, that could just be a fait complete in my world because it's hmm. kind of the stuff I gravitate towards. Yeah. So I may be looking for that, not even realizing that that hmm. I make that happen anyway. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Okay. So lately, you managed to place a good amount of nonfiction for outlets like Killing Kittens and The Laundry mm-hmm. Addict that are yes. not only run by women, but are buying content that features or is centered around a feminine perspective. Now, how does a yes. hetero guy like you write about such things? Well, you know, it's because I'm so evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's what, <laughs> no, I, you know, I get, you're woke. All right. I like it. Yeah. yeah I, I I'm so woke. I want to go back to sleep. That's how woke <laughs> I am. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I think it's the same as it's the same as anybody writing anything from possibly a perspective you don't specifically have. Right. But you know, I think we all have a, we all share a certain sensibility of, of what we want and need and desire and and you know uh, you know you know, like I remember Bradbury saying that. You know, and I'm so no way comparing myself, but mm-hmm. Bradbury said a long time ago, you know, that, that whole axiom about, you know, write what you know, right? And oh, yeah, he said, absolutely. He, but he had never been to Mars, <laughs> but, you know, one of his celebrated works is the Martian Chronicles. And, mm. you know, he just put the idea of loss and prejudice and, and, and desire and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, memory and, and all that kind of stuff in, into those characters and into those stories that happen to take place on Mars. So hmm. I guess what I'm saying is we all, although I'm not, uh, not, um, a, a hetero woman and I don't play one on television. Um, <laughs> nor, nor did, nor did you stay at a holiday Inn express last night? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think that w- what it comes down to is that you just, you kind of, I, the the things I don't know, and I don't even try to stretch and and make believe I do know. Mm. I wouldn't even assume that, you know. Sure. Um, but I think I think there are shared experiences that we all have, um, and just you write kind of what you know what to that point, and then when, mm-hmm. what you don't know, you either don't write or you admit you don't know, and in in kind of a as as entertaining a way as possible. Mm. Um, and those those places that you mentioned um, seem to like this stuff. Hmm. So I, I, I very, very, I haven't written as we're speaking now, I haven't written, I'm writing the article for lingerie addict. Um, Mm -hmm. the other, I, I, I started with killing, uh, killing kittens and Mm -hmm. the editor there is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I I can't, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day about having a great editor means, means the world. Sure. And uh, she's wonderful. And I, I actually did ask her a question the other day about, um, perspective because I just want to make sure I was tweaking it correctly and she claims it was doing her fine so mm. I guess I'm on the right track but you know if it ain't broke it ain't woke it ain't broke don't fix it you know <laughs> and don't wake it up so that's kind of where I'm coming from I think so uh, a long a long answer to your question sorry okay. but that's that's where I'm coming be as long as you want. Yes. We don't have it. We don't have a uh, time limit here. Now, uh, despite this, you still find. Do you still find some female editors or those identifying as female? Female can't forget about that. Not wanting to publish no. stuff from male writers during the Me Too era. You know that it's a, such a loaded idea in question, right? Because mm-hmm. um, even before that whole thing, I would like to think I just walked around and was respectful to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. so. 
that was always my perspective. I didn't think too we much try. about. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just was always just, uh, you know, just figured I which want I treat people the way I want to be treated. Right, mm-hmm. that was kind of like golden rule. I figured that that kind of works. So that said, um, I don't know if people are more aware. I, I have certainly felt a bit of of that. Mm-hmm. I've certainly felt a bit of um, caution. I should say, mm-hmm. I felt it in my my everyday life, yeah, and I felt it in my professional life. Yeah. Uh, a, a kind of a I don't know if you feel it, um, but uh, and I don't and I know that people don't like to talk about that because they think um, sometimes they think that's a, that's a negative to talk yeah. about that, but, yeah. but it's reality of the situation. Well, you know, the only uh, the only time in this industry I felt it is when I there was a women and adult meeting at one of the shows, and I walked in and said, "Hey, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. And they basically told me right. to get the fuck out. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, you know, these things always take on a, a wide pendulum swing, right? right? I mean, whatever there, there's any kind of change or you know, and revolution or mm-hmm. there's always a wide pendulum swing, and there's always and what happens with that? I usually is that if you if you if you just show up, if you have a question or you like what you just said or. You walk into a situation and you and you just kind of inc- whatever happens to be, um, there's always a little bit of a blowback. You mm-hmm. know, my my whole my whole thing about any of this, I don't care what it is, is um, I think we we should always be able to ask the question, sure. whatever that question may be, sure. and not be not be instantly labeled one thing or another because we asked the question. Right. Um, yeah. But beyond that, uh, you know, I'm sure that there are. We were talking about circling the wagons before. I'm sure there are certain places that for whatever reason are circling the wagons and becoming more inclusive why they think they are becoming more exclusive. You know, I think they're becoming more inclusive mm-hmm. because of, uh, what, you know, uh, some sort of, a a bristling against, against something. So I just try to be with, with the approach we were talking about this before with the, with mm-hmm. the approach to just people in general and mm-hmm. business in general. And I don't care what business it is. I just try to be as open as possible and, and say, this is what I do. And this is who I am. And if you don't like either of those things, that's okay. We don't have to work together. It doesn't mean you're right or wrong. It's just, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been very, very lucky so far with, uh, or just fortunate so far to everybody I've come across, uh, doesn't matter gender or what mm-hmm. they, what, what it is. Everybody seems to be open and, you know, giving me, give me a chance as much as they give them a chance. So right. that's all you can ask for. Right. Right. And if, and if you knew the joker that I am, I, I walked into that meeting on purpose, knowing I was going to get thrown out of my ear. So anyway, um, well, I'm like, you know, I'm like you, I, I lead with the, with the, with the, with the rye, you know, oh, uh, yeah. aside. don't you be know, too serious. Don't be too serious. I mean, life is well, too yes. serious already. Yeah, and I'm taking the piss out of myself first before I take it out of anybody. You know, I'm I'm right. first and foremost to be, you know, self-deprecating, and, sure. and and I always like to, I always like to walk into a situation and cut it down to size quickly so everybody could just take a breath, you know. <laughs> but and I think that's the performer side of me, you know. Like I, yeah. I get up on stage and I have to be able to deliver, so sometimes sure. you have to put an audience ease. Right. And uh, but but I yeah I, I agree with you. I I, I with everybody would just take a step back a little bit <laughs> and take a breath and realize exactly you know we're all, we're all, we're all just trying to get through this man <laughs> oh, ain't that ain't that the truth by the way um you're a writer um you spend uh, yeah. a lot of your life writing how much of your life do you spend reading uh, pr- uh almost an equal amount if not really? more okay 
Yeah, because, you know, it's funny, when, when Chris and I do the writing classes, you were talking about the classes we teach. We teach mm-hmm. a lot of writing classes mm-hmm. at the conventions, yeah. and which are which are by far our favorite classes to teach. Yes, you and, mentioned uh, that, yeah. And, and yeah, and, and the, the best thing about that is usually what we do is just we, we, we came to the conclusion the best thing to do is to, to have a little bit of an outline, but to just start the classes with anybody have a question, and then mm-hmm. usually a class just goes from questions. But anyway, right. um, the, the number one thing I get asked all the time is, um, how do, how do, how do I do this? How do I write? You know, how do I start? How do I do this? And I always say, you know, I, I hate to say this, but this is the only way, the only thing I can tell you, I have two pieces of advice. One is, well, you, you got to start writing. <laughs> That's the only mm-hmm. way to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second piece of advice I always say is you should, you should be reading a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be marinating in, in great writers and even bad writers and, and everything you get your hands on comics and, and mm-hmm. recipes and novels. I don't care what it is. Right. So I might, you just said, how much do I read? I, that's, that's kind of all I do. That's what uh, <laughs> reading has really, really in, infected and infused and probably saved my life more than anything mm-hmm. else I know. Interesting. It's really, really important it's, and i've been doing i've been reading since I, and my mom's a big reader so like mm-hmm. she said when i was a little kid i was like sit in the room with her and have a book propped up in front of me i couldn't read but i was imitating her reading you mm-hmm. know and, and and then you know i became a reader but i've always been a very uh, quite a voracious reader so you know i was never much of a reader but as but starting a few years ago I would say probably when Trump got into office because there was so mm-hmm. much political stuff I wanted to read and a, right. and all of it was just so incredibly outrageous. I started mm-hmm. to download books onto my Kimball app on my iPad and I haven't stopped. And, right. and now I read every night pretty much. And so, uh, yeah, it's, um, I love it. I absolutely love it, but it's, it's amazing that it took me to almost age 60 to really start. And now Reading all kinds of stuff, including the stuff that I enjoy the most, like, you know, uh, books about sports and books about jazz. Right. But, you know, I, uh, which are the things that are the, some of my passions, but you know, I just read all kinds of stuff now. And it's just, it's just really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it opens your life to, to, in a way that mm-hmm. I don't know if any, I don't know if any other art form can do that for you because, yeah. you know, you know, you, you know, visual, you know, the visual and movies are extremely important to me and, and mm-hmm. music, of course, but, sure. but there's something about reading it because you, you have to form what you're reading. You have to form your own pictures yes. of that, you yes. know, and, and, and I think that that stretches your imagination and vocabulary mm-hmm. to a place that just, just knows no bounds, you know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like sports on radio versus sports on television. You know, I used to, oh, sure. I used to do, as I mentioned to you, I used to do uh sports play by play. When I was uh, in my younger years and didn't mm-hmm. really make it on any kind of a big level, but um, I enjoyed painting that picture for people because they couldn't see the field. They couldn't see what the players were doing, but I could. But I, what you have to do in that instance is you have to paint a picture. Well, it's funny you say that because what you were just saying, it reminded me, I remember walking into the den and my dad watching, like, you know, we were talking about before, off the air, we were talking about, because we're, we're on the East Coast of the United States. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, big yeah. giant, big giant fans, you know, yeah. Mets fans. Yeah. And I remember my dad watching giant games mm-hmm. on, on television with the with the sound off and listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. 
while watching the game because he was getting much more information from the radio than yes. he was yes. from the announcers on television because on television you're looking at it. Right. And I, and I was and the first couple of times I saw that I said, "What are you doing?" You know. And but he, he explained it to me. He said, mm-hmm. "You know, when you listen to the radio, they're giving you a lot more of the information because they they that's they have to give you more information." That's correct. And that's it, correct. It was pretty cool the, the the marriage of the two to see that working. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. that's great. So when you just said that that makes a lot of sense because I saw that actually happen in my life, you know, mm-hmm. right in front of me. Yeah. So we touched on this a bit the last time, but as opposed to how it seemed to be a few years ago, when adult companies were still producing DVDs, we were seeing people, each other at shows and conventions were full of talent and fans. Has it seemed to you in the past few years that our business has uh, gotten smaller? Yeah. I I would say in some ways, you know, as far as um, people are doing the one thing that, you know, used to be like you just said, like, People, we were all over the place, you know, we yeah. would go to a convention or we, you know, would, everybody was kind of bopping around and doing a lot of stuff. It seems like people are focusing on the thing they do mm-hmm. and trying to do that well and, and do it as, you know, and, and get it out there as much as possible. But mm-hmm. it seems to be, you know, you'd, you'd get a guy that was had a magazine, but he's also involved in the photography and he was mm-hmm. also doing this. You know, Nowadays, it seems to be like, OK, I, you know, although there are people you you actually speak. Um, we have we have a, a shared mutual guest that was on your show, mm-hmm. and uh, I know for a fact she does a lot of different things. But yes. but it seems to be that people are working tightly on their brand, mm-hmm. whatever that whatever that encompasses, sure. and then they they um, so I, I don't know if they're if they're putting themselves out there that much. Although I know the Exotica conventions are happening in uh, the United States and uh, presently. So I know that convention is starting, and I know yeah. I got some uh, press on DomCom the other day. Mm-hmm. So I know those those are happy. So people are out there again, right? But um, maybe they're just you know, uh, but they're going out there with a very singular vision. I think at this mm-hmm. point of what they're you sure, know? yeah. And in the on the B two B side, which I'm more uh, in tune with, uh, yeah, yeah, shows like TES are starting up again, and. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and if if they if it wasn't for this this fucking quarantine uh, in Thailand, which I happen to be right in the middle of right now, as I mentioned to yeah. you, coming back from America, I would be in Prague because I haven't missed it in many years. But oh, that's cool. uh, unfortunately, this September it's not going to happen. Well, it didn't happen last September, obviously either. So I'm hoping in 2022 everything will be uh, as back to normal as possible. But yes, anyway. Yes. Talk about a fucked up country I live in. My God. Anyway. Um, yeah, but you know, last time we spoke, you you were things were okay there, right? Things were wonderful. The first year was amazing. And now they're so losing. <laughs> the, the government got lazy and they started giving in to business interests. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm sure plenty of cash has changed hands, which that yeah. probably includes uh, the money that it's costing for two fully quarantined uh, uh, people to be sitting in a 15-day quarantine. I'm sorry, two, full, two fully vaccinated people to be sitting in a 15-day quarantine. Nice, right, huh? Right, This makes so all much the money. sense. It's all <laughs> about money. Anyway, don't yeah. get me started. Okay, so no, it, it wasn't until your podcast, uh, Licking Non-Vanilla, that you began to really deal with social media. So yeah. what have you found out from that experience, good and bad? Well, it reiterated the one thought in my mind, which was that it's, it's, it, it, it can be a holy time suck, you know, an incredible, hmm. you know, incredible you know, mind candy. Mm-hmm. 
yep. that you can just you can just get 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 thrown into and you know talk about talk about Alice down the rabbit hole. You know, you <laughs> could just go forever. Um, it's you know, it's yep. like when I start searching. You know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer YouTube videos. I'll I'll be on YouTube forever. You know, so yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the same thing. So, uh, uh, you know, so I never dealt with it before. So what happened when when we started licking on vanilla? My producer said, "Well, we got to get on some sort of social media." And I said, "Well, I'm not going to Facebook. I I, I just can't become part of that cult. I have no <laughs> desire for that." So so he said, "Well, you know, we can get into Twitter." I said, "Well, all right." Well, so we got into Twitter, and you know, I'll I'll make a I'll I'll put up a blog or, or, you know, one of the, whatever the show was on mm -hmm. that week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and then I started, you know, seeking contacts through there and I made some contacts through mm -hmm. there, which was good. So that's the most I do really. I don't get into like the, let me show you what I had for breakfast and put it up on Twitter, you know, oh, like God. that stuff. That I know. Huh? That, right? uh, and, 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 but, but I, it is, it is amazing to me. Um, there's other places too that you and I both actually know of and are on mm -hmm. that I, I, I see like people posting stuff that has nothing to do with oh. the business or whatever. Oh, are and, we or, oh, come on. Let's just say it. Are you talking about Xbiz? Yeah. Oh about God. It's my pet and peeve. I, That's my pet peeve over there. And I've, I've, vo I, I got, I've voiced it many I, times I, and it's like, dude, if I want to, if I, if I want to get this information, I'll get it from Apple news. It's <sighs> just weird to me. It's more like, you know, like the minutiae, and I got in trouble on there a couple times because I threw out some what I thought were wry, silly comments, and I got mm -hmm. in trouble. And, really? And they were like, how, yeah, how, how can you say that here? And I'm like, I said, well, first of all, I don't even know what we're talking about. Shouldn't we be talking about the business? Like, Well, and, that would you know, be, yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what we're talking about. And, and, I, and then, and then the, so, so it got off on the tangent, and I was like, do, do any of us really have time or care to be doing this about this? You know, like first of all, if you want to do that, then go on Twitter, or whatever you want to do. But I don't even want to yeah, do that. Yeah, or on Facebook. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. But, all right. So, so, so the answer to your question is the good and the bad. The bad is that it is what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just, you know, depository <laughs> or a suppository. I, I, I mean, when you look at it, um, for, for just silliness and, and you know, people, people feeling, making, looking for affirmation. I guess, right. You know? Right. Um, and then it's also it is a good way for me to quickly contact people if I want to or people reaching out. Mm -hmm. But I'm not monitoring it every day and say, oh, I have you know 300 pop followers. You know, I just that that's just that just doesn't equate in my life as anything mm -hmm. of value. Yeah, I uh, hear you. I don't and I don't want to sound like a crumungeon because you know I, I get to this age you get you get a little bit crumungeon. <laughs> you know, get you get you. Get your bikes off my lawn, kind of thing. Uh, but um, now that I've come to the party late, I, I realize I, I haven't been missing much of a party. You know? No, you really haven't. And I I agree, it's kind of a generational thing. Although Facebook tends to be more our generation. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I did that that game for a while, and uh, on mm -hmm. a personal level, and I finally just canceled my account. Uh, I got yeah. I got blocked so many times. Uh, for putting things that were totally innocent on there, um, That's I, I mean, yeah, where, where, where Facebook, you know, gives you a timeout, and when they gave me a sixty-day timeout, I finally said, you know what, I'm done, I'm just done, yeah, I'm, and I'm I, so timeout, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, canceled. I just canceled it. I just canceled the account, and yeah. I gotta say, I don't miss it. The people that that care about me and I care about will find me on my on my business page. I do have a, a business Facebook page. I use it to promote yeah. the podcast and some listings and things like that and Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, yeah. But 
I don't no, I don't go overboard either. I I just can't see it. And you know, it used to be such a time suck, man. I used to every hard. time I picked up my phone, I went to Facebook to see what people were saying or saying about me or saying about Trump. And then it gets to the point where yeah. you're like, oh, fuck it, man. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's, it's akin to, I say this to my buddy all the time, there was a there was a point I was trying to catch the Marvel movies because I'm not a comic geek, but I like comics. Yeah. And I was following the movies, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then it got to a point like there was, you know, seven or 800 of them out there or whatever, and, and, and they were in order, and you, have, you had to see the, what, the Winter Soldier before you saw this, you know, all this bullshit. And mm-hmm. I said to my buddy, like, and then Endgame came out, everybody was raving about it. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't care. I just don't care anymore. Like <laughs> it's just too much of like, of me trying to like worry about what order I saw the movies in yeah. and like, yeah. and try to remember. I'm like, yeah, I, I just, it's just not, I'm just not interested. Yeah. I, I want to live my life. You know, yeah, I, I want to at least, I mean, that I just want to, and I'm, and I love all that stuff. I love, I love all that popcorn movies. And I dig, you know, I like watching Gail, Gail, Gal Gadot do anything, but it got to a point where it's like, why, why am I chasing all this? When yeah, you know, when it starts to yeah, when it starts to dominate your life, that's when yes. you realize that it's too much. And I think probably one of the best things that Apple put on their their phones is screen time. Um, and What's that? What's um, that? it's it's a you get a notice every Sunday which how much time you spent on your phone that week. And I'll tell you, a lot of people are paying attention. I do, and I'll tell you, it's pretty eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that mine was three hours plus, okay? I'll admit it. Yeah, okay. But at the same time, I bet it used to be more like eight or six or whatever, so because with Facebook. Because of that, you, you cheated back a bit? Oh, God. Like 50%, really? trust me. Although, nah, I'm putting a lot of that time into into sports now, which which I love, you know, into seeing, like, yeah, right, like, uh, as we as we do this interview, and it's going to run, and it's going to run in a couple months, but as we do this interview, you know, we're on the baseball trade deadline, well, being a big San Francisco Giants fan, we got we to gotta get which Giants correct here. Um, yeah, I'm like, man, I want to see who, who gets traded, and who we get, and who we give up, so anyway. That's uh, but that's so, devices so, are good for so that. Apple, so Apple developed the thing that so you use Apple less. Yeah, pretty much. It's called Screen Time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. Talk, be, talk about a confident company that that is that is a, that is a very confident company. You know, you're and they yeah. should and they should be confident. So anyway, yeah, um, no, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> think about that model. They're, they're, yep. they're, they're giving yep. a, a tool to regulate how much you're using their. Yeah product which well is it's for personal kind of, it's for it's for personal well-being and i think it's wonderful yeah i really do i really weird. do that's wild isn't it mm-hmm. yeah. so they're looking to make money and they do <laughs> yeah that's wild yep so as we you're obviously not an apple user so uh as we discussed yeah, last <laughs> as we discussed last time uh you got into the business by writing scripts for the 800 and 900 phone sex lines back in the day wow yeah. um wow, back in the day. yeah <laughs> so surely things have progressed in script writing over the years um <laughs> just a little bit but do you find opportunities to write scripts much anymore and if not why do you think that might be i don't and I think the reason is that most what we were saying before about how the business has changed a bit, mm-hmm. um, people are people are playing it close to the vest. So I think mm-hmm. if you have a performer, um, a so you know a, um, a lady performer mm-hmm. who's doing her own content, 
and there's some great women out there doing some great content, yes. you know, um, have their own little studios and mm-hmm. putting clips up for sale. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm fans with, and friends with a few, but fans of more. And mm-hmm. I would say a lot of them are doing it themselves. Yeah, they're, of course. They're, they're putting a script, they're putting a crew together, a small crew, and they're putting scripts together themselves. Mm-hmm. They know yeah. enough how to do it. And that's what's happening. So I don't, I don't think people are occasionally I'll get, I'll get some sort of a, the guidelines or somebody looking for a script mm-hmm. and I'll write them and then I don't get a hit back. And it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it could just be me as well, but I, I mm-hmm. tend to think that people start that and then they realize, you know what? I don't need to get a writer in here. Yeah. I could just do this. Myself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the, yeah, the yeah. Cl- the clip and fan sites are certainly dominating uh, the industry now without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. When's the last time you've seen a movie that's really been more than 23 minutes? If, if that, you know, I think that's a, that's the biggest, the longest things I've seen now. You know, yeah, if it's not, you know, there's new, some new produ- there's some producers that still put a story into their stuff, and yeah, those are yeah. the people that if you want script work, those are the people you should be working yeah. with. Yeah, right. That are the people I seek out. But, yeah. but again, you know, though those people are, you know, everybody, everybody. If you get to that point at this point, you probably have a good crew around you, and you're and the go to yeah, people, go to people, maybe. But, but yeah, I'm always look, hey, look. I'm looking. So if anybody wants to contact me, I'm always looking. There you go. Well, Mm -hmm. so what does the scene look like at the kink conventions you teach at? Now, they're starting up again. Obviously, we talked about that. Um, Are they populated? And do you think they're going to stand the test of time? Well, I can only, I just did do it. I just did a piece for um, Kink E magazine. So that's K I N K E. Anyway, give them a shout out. And um, one, and I had to interview some some people about that very subject. Okay. And um, and it seems like there is a return. Um, there's there's a group I know in St. Louis that um, that I know pretty well, and I I Chris and I have taught there quite a bit, and they mm-hmm. they seem to be going full full steam ahead with at least two events a year, back to their to two events a year schedule. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, exotic is open again. Um, exotica right. does not have any kind of COVID restriction that I know of. Hmm. I know the other, the convention, the King convention, you have to be, you have to be vaccinated. So, um, because you know, in, in those instances, of course, people are getting very close together, mm-hmm. you know, um, they're right. getting, you know, um, uh, reach out and beat someone basically. <laughs> and so, um, I like that. But yeah. But they're just, but they're, so they, those guys are starting up again. I haven't seen much call for. Th- there's a couple other conventions I know of. DomCom, like we were just saying, is happening. Um, right. So I, the, the other ones I don't know, but but it seems the ones that are uh, have done enough research and and have enough together that they know how they want to move forward. You know, and they are moving forward. That's know? good. That's good. Yeah. Now, in, in doing adult writing, have you ever had those moments when you feel you? You know, just want to write about vanilla sex, or just maybe oh, yeah. get out of the business altogether. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, there's not a get out. There was never a moment where it was get out, but there are, there are those moments where I'm like, I have to step back from this <laughs> for a week because <laughs> my my perspective is getting colored all by you know robot spanking stories, <laughs> and after a while, it's just you know, there's yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And that's why I have 
multiple projects open at once. Mm-hmm. And I say open, I mean on my desktop that I can go to. So mm-hmm. I'm all constantly flipping back and forth. So I'm writing an article about Chastity, which I'm doing right now. I'm writing an article mm-hmm. about Chastity, but I'm also doing work for a um, a local uh, company that does um, air duct cleaning in your mm-hmm. house. So mm-hmm. I'm going back and forth, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm constantly keeping that fire going so th- those fires going so i don't have to i don't get bored by either one but there are times the only thing i seem to have to take a break from is certainly the erotica writing because that that's that really is is very intense as hmm. far as you know the things you're talking about things you're writing about and, and, and conjuring um you, you, i have to take a step back from that on, on many occasions you know just to give myself a little bit of a break that's all Understood. Now, yeah. now, now, the last time we spoke, we also touched on your music career. Uh, when we talked yeah. before, the site was fairly new. Uh, maybe you mm-hmm. can tell us more and give us a little bit of an update. Uh, well, it's nothing to update at the moment. What, what I'm trying to do now is um, because I can't physically go to the studio. Right. So I'm going to do as much as I can. I'm working on, and it's pretty easy because I, Easy is a relative term, but <laughs> I have a, I have a, I, because nowadays technology is such that you, you know, digital recorders you can hold in your hand, you know. Yes. Um, so I guess it's, yes, it's called, I, yes, it's called a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but the, the, there's, a, there's a Zoom recorder that's a professional recorder mm. that I, I can get great guitar and vocal sounds, and then yeah. I will throw that out to my engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, producer a co-producer and engineer and mm-hmm. you know via email right and there are luckily the projects that i'm working he has a couple projects a couple songs for me that he's working on now but and they they're mm-hmm. more they have a lot more instrumentation mm-hmm. but the things that i want to work on immediately are four projects four and they're they're all just acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and or vocals are just acoustic guitar so that's nice. four different projects so it's not a lot. There's not a lot of production involved. So mm. I can do. I guess what I'm saying is I can do most of that recording myself. That's cool. I just have. I just have to do it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and there in life, bro. How many? How many hours in the day? Right. Um, so, what are your future it's, plans for your podcast, Looking Non Vanilla? You know, we're just we're just trying to to, to increase the reach and uh, listenership and get on. You know. Bigger and better, and that—that's a relative term, as you well know. Guests, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. and we—we've had some, we've had some great, we've across the board. I've had some great people on, but mm-hmm. just because someone has a big following doesn't mean they're going to be a great guest, as you well know. You're absolutely right, and, right? And just because someone has a great following doesn't mean that their followers are going to follow you. Yes. So, um, yes. it's really a crafty. You know, I, I don't know how you find it, but for me, mm-hmm. for Chris and I, it's certainly a crapshoot yeah. on feeling out who you want to have on or publicists got touch you and you, you bandy about the, the, the guest or not, you know, so mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It's, you know how it is. It's very, very hard to. I do. I do. I'm recruiting. Yeah. I'm recruiting guests every day. I'm, I'm putting feelers out every day. I see a news story and I go, God, that person would be a great guest. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they don't, they don't end up being a great guest for, it's all good. <laughs> and I put, the, I put the blame on myself. I'm like, well, I didn't write asking the right questions and have the, I didn't have the right 
up to, the right thing up to speed or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But there are times when I'm like, well, they're just they're just not great communicators, and that, that's not everybody is. Not everybody is. Not as, everybody as, can as, talk. As, not everybody can talk well. Absolutely true. Not, not. everybody is as, as scintillating as you and I. You know, <laughs> but, but you know. You get the, Hey, we're talkers, buddy. We're talkers. I think we are. Yeah, I think that's true. An an Italian and a Jew. Who would figure? Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, what 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 do they say? What's the the joke about that? Um, Same corporation, different division. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, (laughs) and there's, and there's, I'm sure in in New York, there's a finer line from my experience. So, anyway. Um, So, (laughs) <laughs> what writing projects are you currently working on and what do you see coming in, in, in the near future? Okay. Well, I have a memoir that I, I hopefully get done and published. I have a publisher. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. But that would have to be anonymous because it's a little, there's a little dirty in it and it's a little, you know, Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So, uh, do I get a copy? Um, sure. I said you would love um, it. That's why I make no money. I just send them out. Um, <laughs> I, the the music projects, and then I have a a, a book about music that, that I've been working on for a long time. Hmm. And then you know all the other you know there's a couple of things in the wings, but that's the problem. I, I I have you know whatever it is BLT or EDT or ELP or EDD L, I don't know, ADD. I don't have that, but I feel like I do because I bounce around for so, for so many things so much. Um, BLT, yeah, you definitely have BLT for lunch, right? I have BTO or ELP, uh, ELO, but um, but that's how you bounce around so much. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. So, but that's what I'm hoping to get to within you know the next couple. You know, just keep going until the next till the next couple months here. You know, and then whatever else comes in, any projects come in, you know, I'm, I'm certainly open to everything. You know, basically. Absolutely. Well, hey, Ralph. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Say Broker well, Talk. And I hope we'll be able to do round three in the not-too-distant future. My broker tip today is part six of how to buy an adult website. Last week, we talked about the sales agreement. So now both you and the seller have signed the agreement. What comes next? There needs to be an escrow set up where you send the money, whether it be a one-time payment or a deposit if you're going to be making payments. This is done about half the time these days. The seller, for their part, puts the assets of the sale into escrow, namely the domains being sold, and any other tangible assets that can be put into escrow. Your attorney can give you more information on that. We recommend escrow domains for escrows. They're a firm out of Washington, D.C., and no, they're not paying me to say this. I just use them, trust them, and am delighted by the work they've done for us. Either an escrow agreement will be drawn up by them in the case of a custom escrow, or if it's a simple one, it can be set up on their website. Then you, the buyer, the seller, and the broker will be contacted by escrow domains with further instructions, such as wiring information. The escrow is opened, and either the deal closes within a matter of a few days, or an inspection period is allowed. It all depends on what the agreement calls for. Whether you need an inspection period really depends on whether there is still some information you need to find out prior to the deal closing. Your broker and your attorney can advise you more on this, and it's on a case-by-case basis. Then the money is transferred, as are all the domains, and the deal is closed. 
Now, in many cases, in fact, most of the time, the seller either stays on board for a period of time to help with the transition or is at least available on an on-call basis to answer questions. This is something most buyers should ask for. But at this point, you pretty much own the website. What do you do now? We'll talk about that more next week. And next week, we'll be talking to professor and author Edward Shorter. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Ralph Greco. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.